Hey, it's Tartus to the party, and I don't know if you can hear me, because I'm stuck down here at the bottom of the barrel of sci-fi movies oh. that Bill threw me in, oh. and I don't know how to get out. Man, you have not seen terrible science fiction movies if you think this is the worst science fiction movie you've ever oh, seen. Oh, no, I know this ain't the worst is, science fiction movie. It is movie. not a good movie by any measure. We've seen worse. Uh, yeah. But we got to be running out for we're watching Space Ranger, <laughs> Raiders. It was not my intention to do Space Raiders. Um, I had never even heard of this movie until... Uh, best of the worst, Red Letter Media? You need to stop doing movies based on Red Letter Media. <laughs> Wait, what else did we do based on Red Letter Media? <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, I've mentioned them in the past. No, yeah, but this is something no, where... Uh, I'm just kidding. They, I think like maybe a year ago, they did a Best of the Worst, and this turned out to be one of the projects they had worked on, and I'd never heard mm. of it. But they were like, oh, this is actually an oh for, compared to everything else they tend to talk about on Best of the Worst, it was actually an okay, decent film. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, that's cool, but I didn't think much more of it. After that, until last weekend, we took off recording for Mother's Day. Uh, I, I haven't, I, I, as people are listening to this episode, we're probably a couple weeks behind, so apologies if... The information in this episode is slightly out of date, but... Uh, yeah, for Mother's Day, we took the Sunday off, so I slept in a little bit and uh, decided to watch a little Twitch before getting up out of bed. And um, on the Twitch uh, channel for Shout Factory, the DVD publisher, they were having a double feature of Space Raiders and one of my nostalgia... I don't, I don't want to call it a favorite, but it's definitely something I remember from childhood. Uh, it was Space Raiders plus another movie called uh, Battle Beyond the Stars. And I was mm. like, oh shit, I haven't seen Battle Beyond the Stars since my family rented it in like 1985. And so I sat down and watched both movies. Was, it, was that the show that came on after Star Search? No. <laughs> I see what you did there because it's like... <laughs> so... Well, I was also just curious to see uh, Space Raiders, because I knew, you know, Red Letter Media had said pretty good things about it. And they showed Space Raiders, and I was like, oh, that's actually pretty good. And then Battle and Battle Beyond the Stars came on, and I was like, oh my god, this movie's total dog shit. The fuck <laughs> is this? And the, but the thing that got me wanting to talk about Space Raiders on the on, on today's... Uh, I, I decided to make it a target of the party project, was it reuses all the music and special effects from Battle Beyond the Stars. So it's kind of mm. funny watching both of these movies back to back where half the movie is exactly the same. Anytime there's a special effect, it's the same stuff. But Space Raiders did it so much better. But again, not to say Space Raiders is any good. That's, that's upsetting to <laughs> Man, how bad is Battle Beyond the Stars? Battle Beyond the Stars. So Battle Beyond the Stars was, yeah, it was the first of these two movies. We're not talking, we're not really talking about Battle, Be uh, about Battle Beyond the Stars. I'm just mentioning it just for context for for yeah. what Space Raiders is. But, yeah, Battle Beyond the Stars was a Roger Corman-produced movie, like, made in the wake of Star Wars, where we're, it was an attempt to cash in on the success of Star Wars by making, like, a Western remake of... Uh, well... This... I, I, it's essentially... It, it's it's the Magnificent Seven in space, which in itself, Magnificent Seven, was a Western remake of The Seven Samurai, but... Mm -hmm. uh, do you know anything about Roger Corman? Uh, I think they've done some of his project, and he just generally sucks. Yeah, he was he was pretty much like the biggest B movie producer of the latter half of the 20th century. But despite him having produced all these schlocky B movies, a lot of people kind of consider him to be like 
one of the secretly most important movie makers of the latter half of the 20th century. Not because he produced anything that was necessarily that good, but because so many people who would go on to, like, shape Hollywood got their start working on his shitty movies. Uh, like James Cameron, one of the first things James Cameron did was ever, uh, was he designed and built all the spaceships for Battle Beyond the Stars, and by proxy, all the spaceships that appear in Space Raiders. Uh, I guess Bill Paxton got his start in Hollywood by building sets for Roger mm. Corman, and he, like, built the sets for, uh, supposedly B Battle Beyond the Stars and, uh, and or Space Raiders. It's, it's hard to tell exactly which, because the Wikipedia entry for... <laughs> For Space Raiders is also cut and pasted for the wiki uh, Wikipedia entry for Battle Beyond the Stars. Oh, <laughs> so nice. it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, but um, it's which is funny. So Space Raiders actually has a lot of DNA from that would go on to actually create Aliens because you had James Cameron doing kind of in charge of the spaceship special effects. You had Bill Paxton mm -hmm. who would play Hudson in Aliens. And you had the music by James Horner, who he did the score for Battle of the Planets, which was recycled for Space Raiders. And yeah, so it's 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 kind of funny how little bits and pieces of a much better movie are seated within the debris of all this shit. But that's the thing with Roger Corman movies, yeah. So a lot of people, even I was looking at the end credits for Space Raiders and the ADR editor, which that I guess that's the person who edits in when you, whenever you have to do like look out for snakes, like post-recording mm. of dialogue and splice it in the movie. He was the guy splicing it in. Uh, it was a guy named Stephen Herrick, and I was like, oh, that name sounds familiar. And I looked it up. It's the guy who directed uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and I was like, oh, yeah, well, so that guy got to start with uh, Roger Corman. And so, yeah, I just happened to watch the movie. And also, I was like, well, I already watched the movie, so I don't have to watch it again, which makes it an even easier pick for Tart of the Party. <laughs> but yeah, just the fact that there's, like, an okay Roger Corman science fiction movie recycling the space titty ship. That's the only I've, thing that's... It, it's titty it's either a space titty ship or a space dog toy ship. I always like thought of it. Because well, this is kind of weird. Because, like, if you look at it from the side, it kind of looks like a dog toy. But as a kid, mm -hmm. when I saw Battle Beyond the Stars, the first version of the movie, like, I want to fuck that spaceship. I was the first time as a kid where I realized as a filmmaker, you could be horny on Maine. Where you could say, hey, well, I always <laughs> wondered if that was knowing that James Cameron was in charge of these spaceships. Was that James Cameron's idea to, like, run out a spaceship, except it's just going to be a flying orange woman's torso? Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it only looks like that if you look at it head on, but at any other angle, just like, so, well, it looks like an organic pile of dog shit, even more than a dog toy. Yeah. But yeah, so I just happened to watch that and I was like, eh, well, we could talk about it. There's also the other thing, if I'm extra punchy today, it's, I knew I was going to get my second COVID shot on Friday. Mm. Uh, before we record this weekend, and I was like, man, if I have to rewatch a movie this weekend for the podcast, I'd have, I'd, I just wanted to be something stupid. I don't want it to be anything I want to think about. So I was like, fine. I already watched Space Raiders. I can watch it again while diseased and under the weather. And so, yeah, <laughs> that's why we're getting Space Raiders as opposed to anything more interesting. Uh, Woohoo! So, yeah, I know. Woohoo! But yeah, Space Raiders. Space so, Raiders. you do, do you want to do blow by blow? Yeah, I bothered with it. What was your opinion? What did you think about watching this shit? Because I just hit you with oh, this out man. of the blue on Friday. You were like, what are we watching? And I'm like, Space Raiders. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the movie that everybody in it went on to do nothing because they were in Space Raiders. Except, weirdly enough, weirdly enough, the guy who plays, like, the second in command 
the guy who's like helps teach the kid how to shoot rocks he went on to write and direct ghoulies which oh is... wow what a... whoa hold on now whoa I didn't know we had uh, cinema royalty in this movie. Compared to literally anyone else in this movie. Jumping jumping in Jelly Jellikers over here. I mean, hey, he wrote and directed the movie that was the obvious Gremlins knockoff with a hand puppet sticking out of a toilet on the the VHX box. So that's something. It's not nothing, but... Yeah, um, but yeah. The kid was also in the, the Golden Globus monkey movie. Oh, he was? Yeah. We never even talked about Don Deloise. I think I've tried to torrent that, and even it's like that's one of those things you can't even find a torrent of because who gives a shit about the Golden Globus monkey movie? Oh my (laughs) god, yeah. Um, Uh, I thought it was a a terribly shot, terribly edited. The acting was was bad. I couldn't tell if it was the resolution I was watching it in. Yeah. But Hawk always looked like he just had stubble painted on instead of actually growing stubble. It is that kind of cheap early 80s. Looks like it was filmed in a toilet kind of look to this whole movie. Um, oh. yeah. I, uh, I started watching it and the opening is just a, it's a mess. It's confusing and this a mess. is easily one of the worst edited movies I've ever seen. I mean, I was already going to be in an editing challenge because you're trying to build a movie around assets that you're stealing from a previous movie. Mm -hmm. And so from a script writing perspective, yeah, you can't do anything. Like everything you're just checking against, like, okay, what special effects footage do we have? How do we build a whole new movie around this? Because I guess the idea is that like, so yeah, Battle Beyond the Stars was created in the wake of Star Wars just to cash in on Star Wars. And I guess it didn't do that. What? So I guess a couple years later, Roger Corman was like, we should take another bite at that apple. We have all that... It's James Horner music, like James Horner being the guy who would go on to do the this, this soundtrack for Star Trek 2 and 3 and Aliens and Titanic and a whole bunch of stuff, Willow. Mm. Um, and he was like, well, we got all this James Horner music, we got all these special effects that we paid for, and it, that got sunk into a movie no one paid to see, so let, let's like, let's try to do that again. We'll just try to recycle Let's make another version. movie no one wants to pay to see. <laughs> oh, that's what, and then, at least I had heard of Battle Beyond the Stars. I had never heard of Space Raiders, so presumably this did even worse. But no one knows. There's no records about how well, or, or how good or bad any of these movies did. And so... I think, I mean, as much as you dislike this, yeah, somehow Battle Beyond the Stars is even more boring. But the editing in this movie, this they already were, had an uphill battle to climb with, with this movie. But then, like, there's all kinds of fundamental editing, just mistakes, even in the live action mm-hmm. stuff. Because, of course, it's going to be a little weird when you're trying to you know, cut all this live-action story stuff into pre-existing footage. But, like, there's a shot where they first go to, like, the aliens, uh... There's the alien space station, and the couple guys are walking down the hallway. Well, the whole crew is walking down the hallway. And suddenly, the whole crew, except for the two guys in the back, suddenly disappear in the middle of the shot? And <laughs> it's the two guys... And one of the guys, that's the scene where the one guy grabs the alien woman's ass... And I guess what happened was, I guess it was a long shot, because I guess what happened in the original version of the shot, it must have been everyone in front of those two guys walks towards the camera, then walks away, and then those guys are left alone walking down the, the hallway, and then they grab the, the one space alien lady's ass. I guess maybe that was too long, so they decided to cut the whole middle section of that shot out, but instead of cutting away to something else, or doing any kind of, like, they just cut this middle part of the shot out, so suddenly half the characters in the scene teleport out of the scene, and it's just like, childishly edited shit like that and mm-hmm. so 
it's kind of a miracle this movie stands as well as it does, considering it's just like basic sh Like, there's stuff, like story stuff at the end where characters are suddenly teleporting around and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. But yeah, you, you, you were starting to talk about the opening of this movie. It starts in an Amazon oh, warehouse cool. in space. Oh yeah, this is the most... Uh, it's supposed to be an alien world, but this is the most, like, steel mill... Steel mill warehouse that they build like rail cars in yeah you start I've out, ever seen this is the least fantastical <laughs> space opening you could have with the most bored man over ever on the overhead making announcements Aye, that's one hey, of the things i like the best important, <laughs> important people are coming in today this time don't let the ro robots load them up we don't want a repeat of what happened last time that's the thing that suckered me into the movie because i thought that's hilarious because <laughs> They, of course, is the it movie supposed to be bored though? Is <laughs> that think, guy well, just that I bad? I think it is because the idea is that like obviously you don't have a lot of money for uh, you know costumes and sets and special effects because obviously the set is just a warehouse. They didn't mm. even try to put up alien signage or anything like that. And so in order to try to make it look a little more alieny, you have this guy, oh, like yeah, this very bored talking over the loudspeaker, talking about we have found a planet for the company picnic where it does not rain. We promise it cannot rain at this year's company picnic. You get, we and, love this joke so much, we'll make it a couple times. <laughs> well, and it's, it's funny because the guy's talking over the whole opening scene, and the opening scene goes up for five minutes. So he's just droning and droning. But just the mundane, I appreciate that they're trying to make... Like, they're trying to sell the fact that it's outer space by talking about all this mundane corporate stuff, but it's just like, mm. the robots will be... Yeah, the robots shouldn't be allowed to to load our corporate overlords into another spaceship. It's just like, I thought it was actually really charming. It's a great way to sell the mundane, mundane nature of actually being a poor person living in space. Mm. And I thought it was cute. I could well, understand and... watching this and going, oh god, what the fuck is this shit? Right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, right off the bat. <laughs> right off the bat. There's a, there's a, a bored little boy finds a clay bug. That he manages to catch in a cup, but then it bursts through the cup, so he gets the same type of cups that he manages to catch it in this time. I guess, yeah. I guess he doubles up the cups, and he makes, like, a yeah. little jail oh, cell yeah. for the stop-motion little clay critter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then suddenly, I... a bunch of people that we don't know who they are or anything <laughs> run into the warehouse. It's totally just a warehouse, and they start shooting with guns that just make light fireworks pop out the end. I wonder if they meant to have lasers... But they just ran out of money, so it's just guys mm -hmm. just pointing guns at each other that just spark, and then the other yeah. people pretend to fall down. Cause so it's I, yeah. I started this movie while I was uh, cleaning the garage, organizing and whatnot, and I was so confused because there's just two groups of people shooting at each other, and I don't know which side I'm supposed to be rooting for. So I thought to myself, I thought to myself. Hey, Daniel, you must have missed the opening title, Carl, that explains which side's which <laughs> and which ones are the good guys and which ones are the bad guys and what's going on. And no, I sure didn't. Daniel. They just throw you in the middle and they just say, hey, figure it out on your own. You don't need that because the movie is called Space Raiders. And if you listen, listen to the guy over the over intercom, he's talking about how they're in space and these guys are obviously <laughs> the Raiders. So put two and two together. Which one? How can you tell which ones are the raiders and which ones are the the, the defenders? To be fair, mm. to be fair, mm -hmm. it is a bunch of guys dressed like Han Solo. Like it's not. <laughs> I mean, they're they're shooting a bunch of robots, and not not that the costumes of like 
the robots or like the living human guards are like that impressive, but you can kind of tell that they're supposed to be security guards. Actually, but also, not... well, uh, you know, saying the movie's <laughs> called Space Raiders and assuming I mean, that we're supposed to be rooting for the Space Raiders well, that's a good is point a bit too, of a yeah. stretch. Um, I, you know, actually, it's not really, they're not really dressed as like Han Solo as much as they're all dressed like. Who's, who's Bill Pullman plays in Spaceballs? They're all dressed like Bill Pullman in Spaceballs. Like, they all have the exact mm. same, like, tan, pan, tan, tan pads, uh, brown jackets, uh, except for the girl who's dressed in black leather, of course, because, you know, well, it's, yeah. it's a science fiction movie made in the 80s. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, one of the guys gets shot, and they're all pretty mm -hmm. much interchangeable because it's a bunch of white guys with, like, brown hair and, like, brown five o'clock shadow, and then one of them gets shot and falls... That's yeah. another thing, too. Oh, he milks it for everything he's got. Because <laughs> <laughs> the movie, the editing in this movie is so bad. Like, it's hard to tell who shot and where they got shot, because somebody will just be standing there, and they suddenly go, uh, and they kind of fall down. It's like, okay, did they just trip? Did they get shot? Is this, like, an outtake they left in the movie? What's going on? But... Yeah, All while the lady's doing the cool, super cool flips and rolls and stuff. She's and shooting. trying, man. Oh, I mean, man, she's trying her hardest. She's trying to earn that, like, fucking $150 she earned for being in this movie, but yeah. Uh... God. Yeah, so God, they I, all... They, they get a hatch on a ship. This and, is... And then they're... It's already stealing, starting to break down. Or is theirs? I yeah. don't know. I mean, I, I know now, but... Well, one of the map paintings at the start of the movie shows, like, kind of a cicada-shaped spaceship with, like, a mm. ramp that alien... Or, like, the robot guards are loading stuff into? That mm -hmm. presumably, I guess they're trying to steal that... Sh but they, because, like, they don't have money for special effects, they can't show you any more context than, I guess, whatever footage they could steal from a battle beyond the stars, so it's just left up to your... I, I, they do cut away to one shot. Okay, so it is, I guess they are stealing the Cicada ship, but yeah, it's really left up to your imagination. But, so do they steal it, or do they fail? They're stealing it, Ooh, because yeah. the one of the wings Okay, but then, the... but then when they get on, they act like they've been on that ship forever. Yeah, I, and it's confusing. <laughs> I guess, so they take the bug ship... Okay, so what it is? Okay, so so okay, so the why does the little boy get on the ship? That's never even. How does he even get there on? There are people dying around him, uh, presumably that he knows because his father works on this planet or whatever. Yeah, and he's just like, hmm, I guess I'll just hang on to my bug and just look at this guy who just got shot in front of me. And he just kind of oh, teleports they opened onto up the, the ship. ship. I'll go on it. Yeah, they don't even really show him getting onto the ship. He's just suddenly there, and I guess you could just assume. Oh god, so the lead guy, he teleports from being one of the raiders in the <laughs> shop, so he's suddenly back at the titty ship. It is. I'm mm -hmm. watching it now. It's actually getting more confusing watching it now than, than having... <laughs> okay, but so yeah. I, I guess the sh Cicada shipping ship that they just stole docks with the titty ship. Uh -huh. And so that's how they end up on on their the, the big mama titty ship. It's confusing. Big mama titty ship. The big mama titty ship. <laughs> god, the fucking kid. Oh. The kid... <laughs> He's so googly-eyed. He looks like a bunch of... He looks like there was an actress named Erin Gray from Buck Rogers. It looks like someone took her and tur turned her into a 12-year-old boy who could be like, Hey, everybody. Like, they never explain, like, how, how or why he gets on this ship. No. And... That's uh, what I'm saying. When they show his parents later, like, isn't his, like, dad working for the corporation or something like that? Yeah. I'm trying to even put together the context for what's going on. I mean, granted, they're just doing the thing, of course, any little kid's fantasy is like, oh, there's space pirates, I want to go join them. And so they're just, I guess they're assuming that's enough to 
They don't even telegraph that, though. No, but yeah, it's just he's no. suddenly there on the ship. And even everyone else, like, on the ship... Well, I guess... So they, the, one, the, 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 the one dude in their party gets shot, and so... Mm-hmm. They're not so they paying attention. So put him on a table, and he's all, <laughs> just yeah, dying all over the place and bleeding everywhere. I, uh, you know, and... one thing I do genuinely love about this movie though is the alien character in the crew. Mm. It's like the perfect Galaxy Quest. Like, yeah, I was gonna say he's basically <laughs> the guy from Galaxy Quest. He's the guy. I mean, it seems like a parody of Spock, where it's this guy. He's got like these vagina folds on the side of his head, and he's super serious, like Spock. And I guess he's the first what first person on the ship to realize that the kid is stowed aboard. Because well, the kid walks into the room while their their par- their partner is dying. Yeah. So it's weird that the, the people just don't see the kid standing there, but the alien like detects him. That like mm-hmm. I guess that's laying in the first bit about like the alien can detect people, and so like the camera zooms in on the kid, and then it zooms on the alien. The alien's like, Ugh. and then the guy dies. Yeah, he dies after hamming it up all over the place. So much ham, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so and <laughs> gabagool really... hanging from the rafters. Man, I cried. That guy. Uh, that we guy. Cared of... Oh, that, that guy, guy who that looks we... exactly like all the other guys on the ship. I bet, I bet he almost had a name in the script. Gosh, you know what? Does anyone in this movie have a name? Peter. I guess the kid, you find out his Peter name is Peter. and Hawk are the That's only okay, names yeah. I know. That's it. Is it Hawk or Hawkins? Because if it's Hawkins, I, I, while watching this a second time last night, I was like, well, if it's Hawkins, then it's kind of like a little, you could, you could see how it could be a little bit of a... Just because we did Treasure Planet not that long ago, no, I was like, that hot. could be a little bit of a trick. Because, like, you know, the kid's relationship to the to to to, to, to Hawk Hawk mm-hmm. slash Hawkins could be like a little bit like Jim Hawkins with Pistol Pete or whatever the fuck that pirate guy's character. Pistol name Pete. Is. Pistol Pete. Uh oh, that boy is on the ship and he's like, "Hey, can you take me home now?" <laughs> Why does he suddenly want to go home? He just got on the ship. Fuck, yeah, why'd you man? get on the ship, asshole? Yeah, I, I, I'm watching it now, and, and then he suddenly cut away. He's already just, like, leaning against the piloting key, uh, keyboard, or uh, the, the main console with the main guy just drinking while he's flying the spaceship. I <laughs> That's do. who you want piloting. <laughs> I appreciate this, this world where it's the guys piloting a spaceship while drinking beer. It's great. Mm. I love that shit. I love that kind of used... Even more used universe than Star Wars, because even though you don't see Han Solo drinking a beer while flying the Millennium Falcon. God. So, on back at the steel mill process you plan or whatever, some lady in a dorky dress says they gotta get that ship back or the deported directors will eat her alive. And they're gonna send their fighters out there and they'll blow it up. That'll get it back. So... Then two random guards run up and are like, hey, your boy. Because there's another guy there in like a blue dress. I don't know. <laughs> son, son. And then, your boy make it out okay? And he's like, huh? And they're like, yeah, I saw him get on the ship. And he's like, he says they can't send those fighters up. And she says, I've got to. Because, you know, otherwise the board would yell at her. And then that scene ends. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. They don't even really need those scenes. They could have just gone away with all, like, the fucking corporate intrigue in this movie. Not that it matters mm-hmm. that much. It's, like, maybe ten minutes of the total running time of the movie, but... Yeah, Battle yeah. Beyond the Stars so... was a lot more of that shit of, like, people in, like, frilly robes fussing over stuff. At least this movie is more just about this cool space pirate. So the quote-unquote cool space pirate. Cool but... space pirate. <laughs> yeah. The Space Raiders. So, I'm sorry, I should call them Space Raiders. The um, boy is, he's doing fine, talking to the old man. And he's saying stuff like, You can put me on a cargo ship, someone will pick me up. 
and then, then there's way more silence than there needs to be. A Again, ship blows the up. Editing. And and like, yeah, the on. old man smarms at him. No one's picking that ship up. Great joke. I you could have put me on that <laughs> ship. What what what, what was that? What are, happened? What going? Already, wow! Are they what is that? The bug already? Because the mm. bug is the thing. Because like, no, not yet. Oh, okay, no. yeah. So later, everybody's real sad about that one dead guy. So I guess we should be too. They... He was a good boy, and he made one hell of a man. And then they push a button, and he goes shoop out of airlock, and we watch his corpse float through space. <laughs> I was gonna space. ask him. Oh, so that's long, what it is. Nameless man. Because like, I guess they didn't have enough money to put him in a space coffin, both with in universe and for the production. So they kind of shove him behind part of the set, and I guess mm -hmm. that's supposed to be like a flush space coffin or something like that. Yeah. And so yeah, just foom. There's like a little bit of like like a little bit of debris flying away from the spaceship, and that. And that okay, that's when the pilot guy, the main captain guy, Hawk. He yeah, he's like, hey, that bug's gonna die in those plastic cups. I can't breathe. So rather than punch some breathing holes in those plastic cups, I'll just cut <laughs> open this beer can halfway down and shove the bug in it. So yeah. now you have to hold the beer can closed all the time. You're gonna lose uh -huh. the bug. Yeah. Don't cut yourself. It's really sharp. God. He's here. My name's Hawk. I used to be Colonel Hawk, but now I'm just Hawk. Great. I fail to see how putting a bug in a beer can is an improvement over two plastic cups. They weren't even sealed closed, so yeah. I don't know, man. God. Just, oh, no. I, it's Bill, the company ships. They're coming. Oh, no. I'm going to have one next. Oh, no. Everybody comes in shoving and yelling and pretending to use various bobs and diodes to steer the ship. This they, all looks ridiculous. They it's, obviously just stole a bunch of consoles from, like, a radio station. And everyone's yeah. just pretending to, like, pilot the ship. Well, I have... So I'm how sure. You... I'm sure one of those actors was like, so what... What should I do to make it look like I'm steering the ship? And the director was like, I don't fucking know, man. Push buttons and knobs. I just keep moving. I love that the piloting slash gunner gunner's interface for the ship. The, the closest thing to any actual control on the ship are the two um, track balls from an arcade mm -hmm. game that they just, like, glued to, like, the console yeah. that was used for, like, that centipede's a radio station. closer and closer to me. Ah! Yeah. God. I love, I love how just crummy this whole thing looks. It's great. And so the whole time, so they're being chased by uh, ships sent by the corporation. The kid is just standing in the background, just like completely useless. To, mm -hmm. uh, to be fair, to be fair, at least there's the a lot kid's of to not, be fairs in this episode. At least he's not getting underfoot. He's not like saving the whole ship yet. And, mm. and at least when that happens, it's only one time. So he's not like the Wesley Crusher of this situation. But it is funny because like they're being attacked, and the captain guy I'm watching now, he's cracking open more cold beers. And yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a fun way to sell the point that like this happens to them all the time. That he could just be like, oh, I gotta, I gotta make sure I keep like keep myself hydrated with my Miller High Life while being attacked by corporate gunships. So, yeah. As everybody was running in to get to their positions. Somebody says, ah, there's only two of them and six of us. And the lady's like, five, because she wants to remember everybody that the one oh, guy's yeah. dead. And then what? two ships blow up, which means we're done, right? <laughs> no. No. There's a lot more than two, apparently. Also. <laughs> they are bad at counting. Six people. It's 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 two ships against one. Doesn't matter how many people you got on your ship if you've only got, like, two guns. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that, that's not how this, that's not how space math works. Like, you can yeah. have 100 people on that ship, and it doesn't make you 100, 100 times more powerful than any other ship that could be shooting at you. But, yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
So they start shooting wars, and Hawk goes to do something, and the alien man takes a seat, and the alien man's like, I'll take the one on your left. But Bobo Clancy Brown is like, <laughs> like hell you, That's Bill. exactly, ow! That's, I was thinking about he reminded me of someone, and that's exactly it, yeah. That's the guy yep. who went on to make Grand Ghoulies. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, God. So, Hawk and some other sweaty old man look in a hole on the floor, and some other oh, dude. Oh, yeah. The other, the other dude says, this reminds me of a girl I knew on Herbst and Dina 4 or some shit. I, Which, what is I that couldn't quite get to her. What? What? That? What? Was that this, a was that a joke or something? There's man? a lot of that in this movie of like this situation reminds me of this hot tall Sally I met on Goofubu Four, yeah. And so they drag the little kid. They're like, "Hey kid, we need you to help us out." That is a terrible design. That your engine room entrance cannot be accessed by a full grown adult. So is this the first time they've ever had a problem with the engine? Is this no? Because I think be at situation? some point they say like, "Ah, oh, that thing's always acting up." So, do they just duct tape a couple of rulers together and, like, put <laughs> through the hole? Yeah. Like, what have they been doing I all this know, time? man. And so they send the kid down there. Mm-hmm. And this, again, with editing, this goes on for way longer than it needs to, but the kid goes down there. There's, like, a pipe that is slightly painted red that yeah. hops out and attacks him. And it's, <laughs> it's a rah! And, like, yeah, I... And, like... So he has to go get a metal rod to, like, poke it back. I, I'm assuming they meant to have some kind of animated glow over this rod, because it's this dangerous thing where he has to then, like, lumbata underneath the rod to get, like, another rod to push yeah. it back into place. And it's this long, drawn-out thing while he's doing that, and the corporate ships are attacking the ship, and the rod keeps on popping well, back, back in and out like, of place, and it's just, yeah. The guy's like, I'll get him some gloves. He could have just tucked his hands into his sleeves and pushed that way. <laughs> I don't a, know, man. And of all that, if that's all he needs to shove it back in the place, he has to just tell him just to, like, uh, just, yeah. It's, it's editorially, like, they're kind of undermining and their own shit here. What is... The, the other old dude that's not Hawk is like, oh, some people are sitting at home having a nice gourmet meal. And Hawk says, you wouldn't know a gourmet meal if you sat on it. Well, I don't think most people would know a gourmet meal if they sat on it. I, get, I appreciate what the tone they're going for. The execution, <laughs> not that great. Yeah. He sat on it, yeah. He's sat on it. Dude, it's, 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 it's rare when I'm watching a movie and someone has a snappy comeback to something. Because I don't pride myself as being any kind of writer. And I'm like... I think I could actually run a better cook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the kid's name is Peter. And now he has a stick, and then he can eventually push that part back in Slowly place. And he does push it, it back, yeah. And he saves the day. Hurrah. And he then doesn't they fly seal away. it up or anything. Like, he just nah. kind of nudges it back. And I guess every yeah. time that it comes loose, he's going to come crawling back down there and having the mm -hmm. same wrestle fight with the same. The victory the music pipe. plays and they fly away. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is actually a nice special effect shot of like the the, the ship whipping past the camera. And, but that's that's the one good special effect shot in the whole movie. And now the corporate lady from earlier is talking about how they got a fully automated battleship or something. No crew, just AI. I think. I guess because nothing will stop it from doing its job once you give it. It's gonna find that guy's boy and blow him, uh, save him from those. <laughs> they keep on people. waffling back and forth as to whether or not yeah they're gonna blow up the kid. Um, and then the dad's like, "That's a, that's not a rescue ship. It's a death ship." Well, duh. Well. And so every time they mention this ship in the movie, it's going to have the same shot of the ship flying at the camera, 
just like pretty much just to kill time. <laughs> obviously, this not a star destroyer. It's it's not, the, a, yeah. not a star destroyer. <laughs> and the hole in the middle. The whole <laughs> back end of the ship is a star destroyer. So yeah, James Cameron, come on, he could have done better than this. No, he put a hole in the middle of it. See, it's not. It's, it's completely not a star different. Destroyer. It's got a round front really like the like the blockade runner. It's completely different. Completely different. Yeah. Peter looks out a window. I think it's a window. Uh, it's a black hole with dots on it. So I guess it's space. <laughs> Yeah, it's Christmas lights. No depth to it at all. No, and it's just flat as a a piece of painted wood. He's Uh, like, oh, this is my first time off the planet. Have you been to Earth? I've never seen a tree. I don't like to see a tree. And some main guy's like, oh, yeah, I've been there. And he says, you must be old. And he's like, ah, Jesus, kid. Yeah, and then the alien comes up and is like, hey, your bug's hungry. Let me feed it. He can sense shit like that. So will that be useful? I guess maybe, kind of, sort of. Don't be scared of him. <laughs> he thought humans were pretty fucking weird, too, the first time he saw them. Yeah, they totally do the Star Trek thing of, like, you people are alien to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's totally, like, got that chill Dr. Spock, I might rape you <laughs> when you're not looking kind of vibe of, like, either this guy's legitimately chill or he's a, <laughs> a psychopath. Who knows? I just yeah. smile now and then. <laughs> Yeah, he's so always like, got these half-lidded eyes. He's always like, oh, yeah. I guess they're flying into some sort of sinister base type thing. At least that's what the music and the slow zoom God, in on what is it? Peter's face suggest. Oh, yeah. This is then this goes on for like fucking 15 minutes and then just turns yeah. out they're, they're stopping at essentially a space diner. Yeah. Hawk yeah. tells him he's as good as home. Now they're inside that base walking around. This is the shot Bobo, where it's... Bobo yeah, Clancy Brown molests the lady, but it's a bug he, lady, so it's he's grossed out by it, and it's funny. It's Jesus. funny that he's a creep. He not just he doesn't just molest her, but like it's almost like a gynecological exam, how firmly <laughs> he grabs her ass, and then it's the total, like, youth. They had to resist the urge to put a womp womp sound yeah. effect in this movie, because it's so... She turns around, she's got this giant huge Halloween mask and she stands there and the, the alien kind of looks at her and like Clancy Brown runs away it's like the, this is obviously like the first take too because the way it's just it's executed it's just so like you could have done this better because it's such like an easy gag that you like I could see what the space raiders yeah space raiders done it better <laughs> but yeah between the weird editing of suddenly half the people missing from the start of the shot and then just this whole, and then she's just kind of standing there, and instead of just cutting away, the movie lingers for too long. So you're no. just sitting there going, oh, "Yeah, I get the joke. Come on, get, move along. Come on, Christ so then, Almighty!" So then suddenly the wet bandits from Home Alone are there, and they're like, "You see that kid's necklace? Company kids are worth a lot." God, I tried and then to the look- bug lady's like, "You want to have a good time?" And they're like, "We are having a good time. Thank you very much." And this is like half the movie here. Why is that guy just, just wearing a coat? Just a regular ass coat. <laughs> The sticky bandits just trying to get this kid is like the whole middle third of the movie. And so, yeah. And the, so, oh, and that, and Peter just wanders off from the group. He's like, he this does. seems like a safe place to just wander around. He just wanders off. No one notices. This is so much on the Space Raiders crew. Yeah. They don't even pretend to even try to keep trying, especially because they're trying to, like, the whole lead up oh, to this is talking about how dangerous this crew. place is. Has no spatial awareness whatsoever. They it's, all are just horses with blinders on the sides of their face. It is, and also the, the they spend so much time on the space station with the kid wandering around. The 
obviously the whole set for the space station is one corridor with like mm-hmm. one room off to the side. They keep on redressing in 15 different ways. It's and a first season red dwarf quality. <laughs> really no, it's not is. even red dwarf quality. It's some BBC it's early Doctor Who quality. Kind of set where like the walls don't even meet the ceiling and stuff. Like <laughs> it's it's not even a sealed room. It's just the suggestion of a space. Like it's like mm-hmm. the corner of someone's living room. It's not even a whole set to of itself, but yeah, yeah, so they end up going to the fucking diner's, like, cafeteria. Well, I don't know if that's... Well, no, no, no. First notes. they notice that he's missing, because the alien can't home in on him, but he knows that they're not the only ones looking for him, so they split up to find him, and he's... Yeah, for some reason, the alien can't track him whenever the plot... Ca- mm. ma- the, whenever it's convenient, the plot's only the alien can't track him. He you know? wandered into the lab of some other movie and is looking at various <laughs> test subjects, being a real cool guy, as the sleazeballs wet bandits look for him. But then the good guys find him and are and and they're like, "Hey, what are you doing, you dingus?" So then an alien guy in a bad green mask is like, "Ah, you get it the fuck out of here! Wow, I don't want that kid on my ship." Yeah, it's the one truly alien dude. Yeah, he's a green guy with like he's got like freckle, he's got like gold metallic shit in his in his skin. He's got the eyeballs. He's got like mm-hmm. they put like black shit on his teeth just to make it look like less. He's just got a. Like, he's an old guy with dentures. It's like, it's sub, way sub, last Starfighter kind of shit, yeah. Yeah. And he's so, just like, There's, this place is no place for a little boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Hawk's like, ah, we've been friends for a long time, but if you touch that little boy, I'll kill you where you stand. Yay, Hawk, I'm, I guess you like this kid now? Even okay. Even though he just stuck onto your ship, has only been with you for literally, like, like 20 minutes? Yeah. Uh-huh. Later, I mean, in a bedroom. I guess the whole point is how Hawk is supposed to be. Even, regardless of how well he knows the kid, he's supposed to be a good guy. He's not going to let a little kid get hurt. But still, it's a little, mm-hmm. you know. Later in a bedroom, the kid and Hawk are hanging out. One of the other dudes brings the kids a jacket. They're like, they were. He's, they, but he's like, eh, no thanks. He says his dad's important, and he'll figure out how to get him home. And Hawk's like, man, they want us dead more than want, they want you alive. So <laughs> good luck with that. And then he tells the kid, remember... If you think about ordeals as adventures, you're going to have so many adventures, and adventurers always make it out alive. All right, Hawk, yeah, sure. I mean, always. at least he's telling uh-huh. the kid that, like, hey, get ready for bullshit all throughout your life. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, this ain't an ordeal. This is an adventure. Wee! Also suggesting that the movie itself is an ordeal. <laughs> you know. Maybe don't highlight that, You have that, a point Hawk. there. Got a point there. Yeah. Oh, so God. hey, you remember the Cantina scene in Star Wars? The legally obligated every science fiction movie made between 1978 and like 1993 had to have this scene where it's the Cantina bar. Except these guys, I don't think this is a can. I don't think this is a set as just as this is the commissary where the cast and crew hung out mm-hmm. <laughs> in between making the rest of the film. Because it's just like a bunch of like tables with like Pizza Hut <laughs> tablecloths on them. The, yeah. They are so. They had so little. They just sent people in the wardrobe. Said, "Just grab whatever you can and run back here." They're so Don't proud. Don't let security catch you. There's like no real aliens here. The closest thing to an alien in this scene. There's a just a normal human guy in a black beret with a little plastic grocery store toy aisle bug on his nose. <laughs> yeah. Who's trying to build like a card tower? 
And he's doing it all throughout the film. Every time they come back to this room, he's doing the exact same thing. He's like the he's the most crazy. He's like the centerpiece of this room. This guy with the bug on his nose. That's as as crazy and as inventive as they could get. And so yeah, it's I mean it's kind of funny. Like there's some signage on the walls. Like there's Arcturian Amazon slush fighting, which I guess mm. is supposed to be space mud wrestling. I mean that's actually more interesting than any of the actual people in the room, but. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. This so, this place looks makes the bar in Total Recall look like Club Med. Yeah. yeah. So the wet band is from earlier. See that the the hero group come in and are like when they don't have the kids, so they get up to go get them. It is you obvious too. They just see them. You think? Yeah. You think these guys would be more situationally no aware to realize the awareness? This, like, oh man! Later on in the movie, when they're trying to raid the thingy at the end, like they have to like go out of their way to not look at the other guys to be surprised by them. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And Peter's busy in his room watching a hologram TV that's just an ad, and he puts on his jacket and figures, well, I'll go exploring in this very dangerous place that people, everybody told me not to explore. But ah, oh, man, the door's locked. But it's okay because he finds a circuit board in a drawer, a random drawer, picks it up, kind of wiggles it, holds it against the door, and shloop, it opens. Well, <laughs> yeah. that was easy. He what was that? Also, like, if you look at what he's messing with, it's just a piece of wire that he's wrapping around, like, a light diode? How is that, mm -hmm. like, I know that's not supposed to be realism, but, like, you could have had him touch the contact to something else that would actually do and that nah. like, Also, you're missing half the point to watch this movie. How do you just get it? How do you how do you skip over one of the best parts uh -oh. of the whole movie? It's the fucking dude, the holographic television ad dude, is just a guy in a checkered board jacket with a like a fucking robot monster space helmet on his head. He's just selling cars. But the most interesting thing about that, he is played by Dick Miller, who he played Murray Futterman in Gremlins. Oh, God, he's been in just a million things. He was... God, he was in... Oh, God, what's the... Chopping Mall. He's been in so many Roger Corman... Goddamn thing. Like, yeah, he's just... He's a great guy. He's almost unrecognizable because he's got the space helmet on, but he's playing the alien. I just had to... I, had to, I love Dick Miller. He just died a couple years ago. It was fantastic. The only him. person in this movie that went on to do anything else <laughs> worth a shit. It actually really is. You know the terrible thing I was reading about? The guy who plays Hawk, the main space raider. I guess he had played... He was, like, the lead on, uh, like, an actual primetime uh, medical drama... But he lost his job, and the reason why he wound up in Space Raiders, because I guess he was a super hardcore, had a gambling problem, and he just gambled all of his money away, and he just died of alcoholism a couple years after this movie was made, so. Yay! That's uh, he doesn't look like it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. That's one of the terrible things about looking up the, what happened to half the people in movies like this is because half the reason people are in movies like this is because they've just made terrible life choices, and that's yeah. why they're stuck in a movie called Space Raiders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyway. Except for the guy so, with ghoulies. <laughs> this is the start of his glorious career. Peter gets in an elevator as the web bandits are like, how's that elevator? But he's like, ah, he just closes it. He doesn't know those guys are looking for him. He's just a dick and didn't want to get in the elevator. Now, you know what ad would actually be great if they just edited this so they cut out everything up to this point? So it's really just about two guys just trying to take revenge on this kid for stiffing them on the elevator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, this, yeah, it goes on for a while. Hawk and the lady, the one lady of the crew, are negotiating with the green alien of boring design. 
and fuel ships run the plant runs by robots steal the fuel ship the robots will be deactivated whatever they never do laundry it's a lot of talks just for the, the guy to the say boy hey gets, i need you to the steal boy stays me here as incentive blah 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 blah, yeah. blah so peter's back in the lab where he got caught last time because <laughs> that's one of the two sets they have yeah and it's just and... the bedroom set with like some fucking like jars with shit in it again yeah and an angry puppet yells at him Bleh! and then that scene ends and then hawk and the girl walk back into the bar She's starting to think joining him when she was 15 was a dumb decision. Nobody makes dumb decisions when they're 15. So he says, Dan, take the ship and get out of here. That would be but a he, better he does line. It, he, does it, he does it in like a, you know, you know, it's okay. You can leave kind of way. Yeah. But he, that... if she does that, she's got to take the boy with her because he made a promise. And the See, kid this... thinks he's a hero, but he's really just a loser. But he can be a loser who keeps his word. I, You're not really selling yourself very well here, Hawk. I've seen this movie twice now, and I'm legitimately confused as to what's happening because... So they just contracted with the green space alien guy to steal four ships from this planet. And so mm -hmm. now he's telling... Also, the way they state it is really weird because what they'll do is they'll steal th four ships, and they'll give three of the ships to the alien, and the alien will buy the fourth one. Like, it's this really weird way of trying to, like, state... This, this financial negotiation without just, like, actually using, like, a monetary price? Or, like, ha I wonder if the screenwriter didn't want to, like, say the word, like, I'll pay you 5,000 space bucks. So he was, like, and it's so, and it's, like, ah, just kind of a weird... So, but then he... So Hawk is talking to this lady, and he's, like, okay, well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna steal those four spaceships, but you take one and fly it back to Earth with the kid, and you guys can go retire... So, is he just, I mean, is, I guess he's just giving up whatever money he was going to make by selling one of those ships to the green guy, I guess? Oh. I mean, because are they stealing the ships? Or is it more valuable that the, there's kind of some kind of cargo on the ships, too? Because I could see if they're I just stealing cargo the fuel, from the ships. supposedly? Maybe it's the fuel in the ship, but I could see maybe if they just transfer the fuel from the ship into the other ships. Although, yeah, it's confusing. Whatever. But yeah, this is where he's, he's setting uh, setting up pretty much the end of the movie here, just by saying, yeah, like, we'll, we'll, we'll let you guys go on your way. Yeah. Yeah. So, Peter. Yeah, just... you don't want to turn into an old bum like me. We'll return after these messages. Thundering across the galaxy and into legend. The last brave starfighter who become... Space Raiders. The action explodes as the fight for freedom races across the universe. Get us out of here! A frightened boy, a last-ditch hero and his alien crew, soaring into battle to save the galaxy. There's another one coming in! Such an appealing little boy. But you touch this boy, I'll kill you where you stand. Desperados, battling for their lives, suddenly given something to live for. Things are always happening that we don't expect. Now you can think of him as an ordeal, or you can think of him as a great adventure. It's the adventurers who make it. We got no retro rockets. Adventure, non-stop danger, 
a battle for life and glory with the future of the galaxy in the hands of five desperate outlaws and the ten-year-old boy who teaches them the true meaning of courage. Don't let it touch you! Space Raiders in a last desperate battle. Aliens from a thousand worlds. And now for you, boy. Soaring through deadly laser fire with the one boy brave enough to challenge the deadliest force in the universe. We can fight him! Look, you're a kid, you're no gunner. I'm the only gunner you got! Come on, kid. Let's go get him. He's a stowaway on a stolen ship, ten years old and 10 million miles from home. Space Raiders, the greatest adventure a kid ever had. So that Peter's still busy wandering around that one room with the labs, but oh no, the wet bandits are there too. And they chase him to a small hole that he escapes into. Now he's in the guts of the ship. And then a bar fight breaks out. Because of course you gotta have a bar fight break out. There's then the like kid gets out. fights and just like... <laughs> Oh man, so the kid gets out of the crawl space and he puts puts his well on board face back on. <laughs> because that's the majority that's of the only... time yeah. he's in there. The bar fight's still going and then the owner... The sleazy owner gives him the stereotype comes in and he goes, Hey, stop it. Who's going to pay for all this? And then he gets a bunch of pies thrown. <laughs> funny, <laughs> funny <laughs> stuff, guys. And then it just Hawk comes back in. It's like they could have just mm -hmm. done it so there's more comedic effect, but it's just like that's a thing no. that happened. Yeah. No, I appreciate so. their effort to do that, but mm. like the way it's executed ain't so great. Like, I love the idea of a pie fight in space, but. Hawk comes yeah. back in telling him he can't find the kid. Even though he's on the other side of the wall just yelling at them. But and I guess it's so, the yelling I guess, that... the, I guess the alien can't sense him even though he's close he's by and he doesn't even try. five feet away yelling at them and no one can sense or hear him. But I guess yelling at Hawk through the grate is what gives his position away. Cause he's like laying his face on a pipe going, I wish I could go with those guys. And then mm -hmm. suddenly bad guy, yeah, the, the sticky bandits come up and shove a gun in his yep. face and that cuts away, yeah. Yep, they go see the green alien man who's eating a prop alien animal thing. <laughs> what are you talking thing. about? He's eating a walnut and someone put some cat hair on. <laughs> and he's like, I don't got your kid, but there's a ship leaving right now without clearance and they had a kid, so uh, go get him. Ooh, you bring out the good in me. What a great line, oh, guys. Look at the sticky bandits ever think they're going to get away. If just the simple act of getting away would alert everyone to exactly what's going mm -hmm. on. I mean, Hero the sticky bandits are supposed to be stupid, but... Yeah. yeah. Heroic music plays it. They take off in their titty ship. And <laughs> the wet bandits say all they got to do now is give the tag to the company and wait for the money. I mean, that's the best plan so far of getting him home. It's, it's more of a plan than Hawk had put together. That's a good point. Also... And also, that nobody likes the corporation, apparently, so why not just fuck him over and be like, hey, pay us. Yeah. We'll give you your kid back. Also, can we stop a moment and appreciate the fact that you said heroic music plays as they, as they take off in their titty ship? Uh -huh. It's moments like that that make Tardy the Party worth, worth doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great movie. This is not a great episode, but it's worth it for shit like that. Yeah. Mm. God. 
So the kid reaches out to touch something on the bad guy's ship, and they're like, just don't like touch that, I'll break your head. He's just, like, slapping at the wall, I'm watching it now, and he's just doing stuff to because the script said so. Yeah, like, there's not even a sucks. switch there or anything like that, he's just slapping at the wall. Uh-huh, and the, the, the... So, the people back on Peter's planet, his dad or whatever, are like, Hey, we found them in our big automated robot ship, and don't worry, it's programmed not to shoot, so long as they don't shoot it at first... And then the coat, the man says, "I'm gonna fire a warning shot at that giant galactic battleship." What are you doing, man? It's a battleship. Oh, I re- okay. I just watched this last night. I already, for- I like I said, I was diseased. So I already forgot part of this movie. <laughs> oh, so what the kid was slapping at? They don't show it until a bit later. But like, I guess there's a door to the, the escape, escape pod on the Sticky Bandit ship. Mm-hmm. They don't articulate this at all. No. But, like, the kid walks into another room on the Sticky Bandit ship. This is, this movie's a lot of, oh, I guess that's what they were trying to do in the I last get, In scene. retrospect, it's like, okay, yeah, because there's no... And it's not, like I said, it's not due to the fact that, like, th- like this movie's only held together with, like, special effects from another movie. It's just, like, within the moment itself. They could have ADR'd a line of the kid being like, oh, I'm gonna go steal their their escape pod or something like that. But no, and especially because... He could have seen a sign that said escape pod. Exactly! So the kid goes (laughs) into another room and and Sticky Bandits... I love that you're calling them Wet Bandits and I'm calling them the the Sticky Bandits. Shows which which Home Alone movie we owe our allegiances to. Mm. But like, so the kid is just like staring out this portal forever while the Sticky Bandits fly their spaceship around. And yeah, you have no idea what's happening. Because it's never suggested that what the room that the kid has stepped into is a, an escape pod. He's just, like, looking at a bunch of switches. And then mm-hmm. suddenly, like, the bad guy, the sticky bandits, their ship blows up. And, like, a little escape pod flies out of it. And I guess you just assume that the kid was on it. Well, yeah, because the, 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 the guy who looks like he's uh, uh, halfway through <laughs> drinking the wrong grail says, Ah, the kid got away, and then they blow up. They did find a suitably ratty-looking dude for that shit. Because <laughs> that guy looks like a homeless guy who showed up in his own clothing for, instead of a costume for this, like, this casting session. But mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the Death Star ship is kind of just like mindlessly flailing around. Like There's just a bunch of stock insurance shots of it just like flying, and you have no idea what the orientation of anything is to anything else. And Mm-mm. Yeah, so the Sticky so, Bandits are dead. Yep, and the kid's in the escape pod, and he sees Hawk's ship in the distance and just says hawk hawk hey my dude that's I, not how it, it works i get i get that this is like a space fantasy movie than like actual hardcore science fiction but kid you're not gonna get far in space and don't realize that you're yelling at people from your space he, this kid is dumb as dirt man you know what if this movie had any sense at all that would be the moment that the alien would 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 sense the kid but then realize what the kid is doing and realizes he is too stupid to save and he's just like doesn't tell anyone else he's like you know what i'm just gonna let that kid die and then just mm-hmm. continue and that's the end of the movie the kid yeah. just slowly suffocates at his escape pod but the alien Christ. dramatically turns and says he's alive so they find him, and he's happy. Yay. Yeah, but and Hawk, so... Hawk is too stoic to show emotions, though. So he just tells them they're going to go steal four ships, and one of them is going to take them home. Now go to your room. That bug, we for sure went back to the, the room <laughs> on the ship to get after we found out someone was escaping with you, and that's why we were a bit far behind is in there waiting for you. I love that they took better care of tracking what's going on with that bug than they did with the kid. 
Uh-huh. And just even, like, the ex like showing them picking up the kid is just so vague. Because there's the heroic music of... Yeah, the alien says, okay, he's alive, and there's heroic music, and you see one shot of the, the, the titty ship flying, and then suddenly the kid's just, like, back in the ship. Like, yep. and I know they don't have special effects to show, like, the, 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 the escape pod docking with the titty ship, but, like, just the way it's just, like, the kid, like, teleports back yep. onto the ship, and it's just so abrupt, it's like, what the, Jesus Christ You know movie. what this movie feels like, kind of <laughs> like? Like a fever it dream? It feels like... Yes, it feels like a fever dream on a, an episode that somebody has a fever dream from, like, Mr. Belvedere or Punky Brewster. Yeah, especially because it's made of that time. It feels like mm -hmm. there's going to be wavy lines, and suddenly, like, that little kid's going to wake up, and suddenly he's, he's like, hanging out in Mr. Belvedere's house. Like yeah. this, because the production value. Mr. Belvedere's gonna, Mr. Belvedere's gonna wake up with a wet cloth on his head and say, "What <laughs> happened?" And they're like, "You sat on your balls again, Mr. Belvedere." Like seriously, this whole movie looks like it was made with the production values for a Mr. Belvedere dream sequence. Like that's Freaks really on the China. <laughs> Did I go off about Mr. Belvedere about how we watched a couple episodes for the first time in thirty years just a couple weeks ago? I mm -mm. watched the, the pilots on YouTube. Oh. That's just so weird. It amazes me that any like Mr. Belvedere was every any kind of a thing because it's such a weird like. What if a fat Englishman was the butler of this? There dumb were a ass... lot of those shows. Like, give me a break. What if Mel uh... Carter was a nanny that everybody hated and she hated everyone? <laughs> I love that. And I love the thing. Like, here's this person everyone in the house hates. They have to put up with the family's bullshit, and at the end of the and at, at the end of every episode, they have to write their diary about how much they love that family who hates their. And guts. then they hug. And then they <laughs> hug, and then, and then that's the yeah. Then they do the same thing again next week. And that I, shit would last man, for seven years. That fucking show. I don't know why I watched it, but I hated Nell Carter so much. Jeez. <laughs> I don't remember shit about that aside from being enraged every time <laughs> Give Me a Break came on because I hated Nell Carter so much. Really? I'm probably, I had a... No, I'd probably be fine with her now, but I just remember yeah. being like, man, she's such a jerk Well, ass. she was the boss who told, like, she was in charge of telling the kids what to do and stuff. But like she that. also told the parents what to do. <laughs> yeah, well, just like, wonder, I also wonder, wonder which came first, Give Me a Break or... Is that the same thing with who's the boss? What's Charles the, is the... in charge. Charles... What's up with these families hiring a stranger to take care of the kids, and they hate the stranger? But Jesus Christ, that I didn't. It never occurred to me that's a whole genre out of itself of '80s TV sitcoms. Mm -hmm. they, they hate the stranger. We pay to live in our house. So, so anyhow, I guess we aren't going to bother with any kind of scene of Peter's dad thinking his son's dead and just got blown up by his company, huh? Is no, we never see him again. We see. We never see him again. Okay. No, because huh. yeah, I think Weird. from here on out, that's just... Yeah. Huh. You think there'd be a scene of him being like, oh, man. Well, it's, let's me. blow up everybody who, <laughs> who had a hand in my son's death. And then, yeah, he has the no way of knowing that the, the Space Raiders came back and saved his kid or anything no, like that. No, because yeah. the sleazeballs took the tag that they were tracking off of him and had it on their Oh, person. that's right. So, yeah, so that kid is now forever So as lost. far as he knows, he's dead. To be fair, it seems like that kid might be better off just being stranded on that on that Vulcan planet all by himself at the end of the movie rather than his dipshit parents who, like, live on the, like, a corporate colony where everyone dresses Isn't in that where they put the him back at home, though? No, because he wants to go back to Earth, and I guess Earth is now, has now become this unsettled wild world or is something. Is that what it, they put him back on Earth? I thought they took him home. Does that... Is, no, he says he wants to... Isn't that Earth at the end of At the End? I Let's don't see know. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't Let's know, see. Man. I'm going to look up the Space Raiders to see if they say what it is. The okay. Space Raiders. 
We could be. Oh yes. <coughs> go ahead. Okay. So uh, later in a scene that blew my mind, Peter asks Hawk, "Hey, did you buy those rings on all the different planets?" And he says, "Oh, no. You can't buy rings. You either find them or steal them, or someone has to give them to you." What are you? Talking about you can't buy rings? Are they forbidden in this universe? You can't buy a ring? How do you enforce that rule that you're not allowed to sell a ring? What are you talking about? (laughs) You know, especially in a world like this that is ruled by commerce. Like, you don't think anyone's bought and sold one of those rings? I... I what? don't. I mean, I know that a scene, whole scene exists just so it means that much more when he like gives his ring to the kid. But it's so like. Why didn't he say, "Oh, you can't buy these types of rings" or something? But he's just, just no, you that, can't like, buy rings. Also, why rings of all the things in a galactic oh, yeah, community? Why are just random Super Bowl rings the one thing that you can't like buy or sell or trade or like? Yeah, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so anyway, so like. So, it, so that's just set up for later. He doesn't give him one of the rings now, right? No, no. Okay, so yeah. the, no, no, no. We have to have the exciting scene where Hawk teaches Peter how to shoot rocks. Great writing, exciting God direction. Damn I could barely, con- I could barely contain myself. He has a beer <laughs> and says, "Goddamn rocks!" Great, blow him up. Yeah, you gotta appreciate because I even love because like it's 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 Hawk and the Ghoulies guy are like mm. shooting rocks. Ghoulies guy says, hey, I'm going to go get up and get a beer. Do you want another one? And then I love that he asks Peter if he wants a beer, and Peter's like, no. But the fact that he even asks, mm-hmm. I thought was hilarious. But then they have the whole, that's the thing where he has, the, like, and they set up the thing later of kid, that's where the kid learns how to shoot and et cetera, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then the kid's drinking, he's sipping from Hawk's beer, and he's shooting the rock, and he's like, yeah, goddamn rocks, and that's the whole mm-hmm. scene. But that's so kind they... of the emotional heart of the movie, though. But, yeah. Oh, so it's beating every <laughs> couple of minutes once. As much of a heart as this movie can have. So they know? land on the planet. Everybody this, gets off. How do they off. never do this for Mystery Science Theater 3000? I don't know if they've ever done a Roger Corman movie from MST3K. But, like, this totally feels like it should have been in uh, Mr. Science yeah. Theater. Oh, there were times I was watching and I was just riffing. I could almost hear, can. like, Crow and Tom just, like, yeah, mm. just going nuts over this goddamn thing. They land on a planet. And Hawk says to nobody in particular, the robots are supposed to be out of action, but the first time a sign of trouble, I'll come in shooting. They land, everybody gets off. Peter has lets his bug out of the can. And Which that invasive the bug is species- now the, the mm-hmm. euphemism for how they're treating the kid. Mm. So he's like, he's got to let go of the bugs. No, Hawkins has to let go of the kid. Yeah. And that invasive species went on to destroy that world in a matter <laughs> of months. So Hawk and Peter hug goodbye. Have a dramatic so long kid moment. So he even gives him a ring. Why are they taking this kid on this possibly dangerous, deadly mission? Is this the same planet? I don't no. So they're doing. Okay, so they're not leaving the kid there. They're just gonna take the kid on the mission. Yeah. Instead of just leaving the kid on the spaceship and saying, hey, we're gonna take care of like our goodbyes after the mission. Uh-huh. We're gonna, yeah, what the fuck? And so there's actually I don't know if it's designed in a way to like intentionally fuck with viewers, but so it's, it suddenly cuts from them. They walk off into a matte painting of these like big egg-shaped canisters in the distance, mm-hmm. and then they cut to now it's nighttime, and it stays huh? in a way that looks like it's another matte painting of these canisters. But then the camera zooms in to show that like no, this is an actual live thing. So they must have like gone to like a power plant in Germany where mm-hmm. they found like these giant canister things that. I guess this is where these four spaceships are supposed to be that the guys are supposed to steal. Yeah. 
So they run around the place, but oh no, the robo robots are not out of action. They are still there, but they also suck ass and are easily beaten. Well, and they get, well, not before not to mention, shooting they a couple apparently, of guys. They're apparently made out of spandex and bits of sports gear that are spray painted thing, gold. Their chest thing is a, uh, like a rubber guard, f like from a car. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you put down, like, if you have, like, if you have muddy feet, yeah. that's the thing on their chests. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, yeah. so, like, they're walking around a corner, and I guess they're ex not expecting any kind of uh, resistance, because, yeah, I guess they, because the green guy told them that all the aliens were being incapacitated, uh, incapacitated, but they get attacked by a bunch of robots, and then they both, then they kind of, like, mock the aliens, like, well, your powers weren't working now, huh? And he's like, I don't sense robots! Yeah. Which you think these guys would remember, but now they have to, like, now they're super on their guard, and they doesn't still... Oh, ever... yeah, they're super on their guard, yeah. <laughs> as, so, as on their guard as they could be, which means that every other character, every time they go around a corner, they just blindly get shot by one of the aliens, so pretty much <laughs> half the cast dies within five minutes of being on this planet. Yeah. yeah. And these robots pose no space, no no it threat to anybody if they have any kind of spatial awareness. It makes the There's whole moments crew. where they're running across a bridge that's just wide open and you can see the robots in the distance, but they wait until they get all the way that's... across the bridge and turn and look to at them before they start moving. That's the one scene where the robots literally they're on two open bridges. Like there's nothing there and the robots are on a parallel bridge. 10 feet away <laughs> and everyone has uh -huh. to like consciously not look at the robots so they can be surprised when they get to the end of the bridge and see that there are other robots on the parallel bridge 10 feet away because they everyone finally decides to look like five degrees to the right and they're like oh no and Kaylee yeah they get shot by the robots it's just so like yeah and also again because I guess they didn't have enough money to put lasers in the movie like like as 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 most of our crew are getting killed it's hard like you're like what what's like there's some sparks and some will fall down like the the the, the fucking uh, knockoff clancy brown he's like walking up some steps yeah. and like an alien fires up like you complain no, about this i'm gonna pee and close my door because okay, my dog's yeah. barking uh so clancy brown he walks up some steps and runs down a hallway and another alien comes up the steps and shoots up the steps and somehow shoots clancy brown even though clancy brown's no longer on that stairwell and so then we lose clancy brown and clancy brown goes on to make some ghoulies um, who else? Man, everyone kind of gets wiped out here. It's like a lot of the dudes. I guess it's, is it everyone but, but Hawk and Lady get killed here? Because I'm mean, already kind of like in the end game of this movie. There's like, like 28 minutes left. And half of that is just like stock footage of the final battle, <laughs> which none of that makes any sense either. But yeah, and also, man, isn't Hawk not with? So Hawk comes by and saves everyone at the titty ship in the end. Is Hawk not? I thought Hawk. So I guess Hawk disembarked the okay. titty ship. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hawk was always in the titty ship. Okay, that's what. Yes, I yes. That's so why Hawk... it's like, why didn't they leave the kid on the titty ship with him? Yeah, that is extra. Just why did they send the kid to go into the? Ah, oh, it's confusing. Did the, mm -hmm. this the girl and and? Oh, and... She... Does girl boy even end up on one of the ships here? Yeah, yes. Do they? Because, so, uh, okay, we. They got so a everyone's couple... been murdered practically, except for. No, because they all get on the ships. They get all the ships. Oh, they do all get the ships. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess girl and boy, mm -hmm. which that is, I guess it's Peter the boy's name. Girl's name is like fucking yeah. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? Oh yeah, so they just cut the, like there's no two for but like just see that they're just flying away in space. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess they did just, like, again, why they, 
didn't do Hawk this Hawk blows up a everything. tank, and Peter smiles and is like, Phew! Yeah, then he's on the ship with the lady. So He's on the ship with the lady, and you see Titty ship flying with the, the, the three other ships, and that's it. And I guess that's the yeah. last time any of these characters are ever seen. So again. then the, the, the company lady came in to do some voiceover after test screening of her <laughs> saying, All right, let's see where they're going. The board of directors is going to love me. Because... These, Is that just dialogue she, she, over this footage of the ship, the death ship flying through yes, space? Yes, because yeah. somehow she allowed these idiots to manage to spell, steal more <laughs> of their shit? Yeah, the I company's, guess. the board's gonna love it. Yeah, they're, they're gonna be really into it. Hey, credit to where credit to that was some masterful ADR editing by the future director of Bill <laughs> Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, man, this is confusing. And so, yeah, so I guess she, like... Oh, rat, like, Peter's being an annoying kid on her... He the lady is a just going pow, 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 flipping switches and knobs that he doesn't know what they do. <laughs> you know what? It would have been great if he actually caused the crash just by doing this shit. Mm. But no, uh, for some reason, I guess corporate mom sends all of her ships just after this one ship while letting Hawk and the other three ships escape. And so now, yeah, girl and boy oh, have baby. to fend off, like, all these attacking ships. And fucking boy, he spends all of his time complaining about, like, I can't do this! This yeah. isn't like the rocks! Which, to be fair, this kid is being asked to murder for the first time. So I'm glad they at least pay lip service to the fact that he's gonna have to kill people to get out of the situation. But it just goes on too long where he's just, like, staring at the screen, just saying, This is not like the rocks! And that girl would have been justified in just pulling out her gun and just shooting the kid in the head, saying, You know what, this is actually gonna be easier all alone. <laughs> And also, the screen looks exactly the same as it did with the rocks. Exactly, yeah. There's no so, difference at all. What's and, and you're not like you don't have to hear the people scream or cry. And also, if you don't do this, you're gonna die. And so he sh he somehow magically ends up shooting like all four ships. All show mm -hmm. four ships show blow up with the exact same stock footage explosion. Mm -hmm. And now they're 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 saved. They're gonna live forever. Yay! Oh no, they got hit. Oh no, they got mm -hmm. hit now. Now they're gonna. And crash the ship's and not working, so they're they're gonna crash or burn up before they hit the ground. It's very intense. So they crash which is just well, the lady bouncing says, back and forth in their sheet well the lady specifically says we're seats. probably gonna burn up before we crash and then they yeah, crash that's, that's <laughs> so, a yeah. bad design for a spaceship if it burns up in the atmosphere yeah oh i mean if it's an uncontrolled fall like what are you gonna do but like well, any ship's gonna burn up in atmosphere if you don't you know aim it correctly but no. but yeah and so they get out of the ship yeah and... and well they quote unquote crash and then they are chased by a single-file group of soldiers who I guess happen <laughs> to be is... in these empty hills of nothingness. So even the crash, crash is just like... So the quote-unquote crash is them just sitting there, a bunch of sparklers go off, and I guess mm -hmm. now they've crashed. And we don't see them exit the ship. Now they're no. suddenly like in the hills of California, Southern California. Yeah, yeah and literally... And they're the like, wow, like, standing trees! There, the, 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 the girl's standing there holding her gun, and the boy sees, yeah, all the bad guys come out single-file behind a bush. And instead mm -hmm. of just, like, running, he just watches them file out single bullet. Like, he doesn't ward the lady. And so she get, they get to drop on her. They shoot the shit out of her. She dies in slow motion all dramatically. Yeah. And she's like, hey, you gotta run. And I thought that was the company because I was like, it would be suck for him to get caught by the company that he's trying to get back to. But wait, no. It's the aliens guys? The green aliens guys? This is confusing. He's caught and taken to him? What is yeah, happening? I thought well, he, he was... does escape a little bit, and there's like he goes, he like runs past the the the, the creek where uh, ET fell into, but then mm -hmm. suddenly it just cuts back to he's on the spaceship with the green alien. Yeah, he's been captured by the green alien. Well, because because it's because like the whole thing that led up to this was 
you like you pointed out, it's the corporate lady with the ADR over the Star Destroyer saying, I will have you now, and she launches her ships. But, like, the people who actually, yeah, it's but instead he's captured by green alien guys. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on in the movie now. No. I like this movie. I guess they're going to just kill, like, what? They're going to kill Hawk's crew and ransom him off. It's an amazing twist. I can't believe it. Shock so the rest, the rest we were of the so crew... emotionally invested in the green uh -huh. alien guy. Uh -huh. We can't uh -huh. believe this. Uh -huh. Yeah, what a twist. So the rest of the crew goes into that shitty bar and, and the alien says, the kid is here. I feel it. He's here. And one of the guys like puts his hand on him and is like, we all miss him. But don't get carried away. Hey, asshole. I'm a magic, magic feeling man. I know when the kid's around. Also, literally everything else in the rest of this movie wouldn't happen if they just believed this guy. It's <laughs> never yeah. steered them wrong before, but... I guess, I Yeah, so they just let the alien guy go off and decide to, like, look for the kid by himself. Yeah, he says, I'm going to go for a little walk. And they're like, that doesn't sound sinister at all. <laughs> so the kid is now in back in that room that he was in for He was the, the same the goddamn earlier. bedroom, yeah. Mm-hmm, but this time it's with a guard who's following him around in this tiny little pit. Literally following him around, but like... don't worry, the, the alien shoots through the door and kills the guard, freeing Peter. And then the more most guards. weird way where the like, yeah, there's sparks and, like, it's hard to, t again, with no lasers. Like, the guard they... falls... I can't I think remember. he shoots through the door? Yes, he does. Hey, yeah. I can't remember. Do they even bother dubbing over the explosion sounds from the guns? I it mo I don't think a lot they they do because it just s it sounds like it's just the sound of the sparklers going on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because it's just pew pew pew. And so mm. the moment he steps outside, he gets shot by two guards. Yep, and he, he takes a bite of the scenery going down and starts chewing it. <laughs> like Raptor's <laughs> hammer. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, it's great too because the version we have I think is slightly corrupted, and it's mm. when he gets shot that like things get all like corrupted, animated, giffy for a minute too. So he's kind of melting, mm. but. Yeah, so... Uh, although, I guess we should point out this is available on YouTube, so it's not like you have to look very hard to find a copy of Spacers. Oh, but yeah, man. and I love that, of course, we go back to the bar. There's mm -hmm. the, the guy with the bug on his face is still trying to build his card tower while... Yeah. I guess we see more guards are... Like, as, as Hawk and his crew are still eating, I guess more guards are being pulled out of the cafeteria to go hunt down the kid. Yeah. And, like, Hawk and his crew are completely oblivious to everything that's mm -hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he comes in and is like, Hi, everybody's dead! But luckily for them, there's a red alert because the station's under attack and everybody needs to vacate and get off that, that, this, this hive of villainy and scum. We I don't, don't know, know what it is because we've never seen no. it from the outside, so we can only assume it's like, think, yeah, space I station, I guess? I don't know. So, something gets blown up in the something. robot battleship that they has all, all the robots... So, the, 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 ba the battleship shows up and it sends out smaller ships... That have people on it, even though the battleship's supposed to be completely robot-controlled without people on it? Yeah. I don't know. It blows so, up and I, like a microphone in space. I guess... And that you and hear so, gonna uh, the voice is like, oh no, they're things? gonna blow us up! Yeah. It's gonna shoot things? Yeah. They, well, I don't know. Things fly off of... I don't even know what that is. But now no. there's multiple moving things in space. Yeah, they go yeah. and check on the dead alien's body who decided he wanted to take a nap on the bed, but he didn't make it all the way there. Yeah, yeah he's still dead. So, <coughs> Hawk is dead, and the other dude walk around, and they're like, it's we gotta just... get you home, and Peter's like, no, I don't think I want it anymore. I'm, th I'm good. 
So thanks, kid. You know what we've all done for you to try to get you home. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us have died back. trying to get you home. You know, we're just so, shoving you out, out of an airlock back to the company now. Yeah. Ships are flying around. I'm not sure who attacking the titty ship. This, no, no, I, attacking no, the Death no, Star, the, the, the I, Star Destroyer. It, it, like the, I'm the, watching it Are now. they yeah, attacking the ship that they're on? But they're I on have, the space well, station. Well, they're attacking the Star Destroyer. But like as they're attacking the Star Destroyer, the space station set is rumbling. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's, I have it's no idea confusing. what's happening. Yeah. Um, Unless the space station is supposed to be the ship that's attacking the no the dust no. starts blew up that attacking. I have yeah. no idea what's going on now. Yeah. No, they see the bar owner and some guards and kill them. Which, but also another guy gets killed and <laughs> that's oh that's the guy who like he like dies like kneeling and he's like oh his hurts to get shot and then he mm. just kind of like stares cross-eyed in the distance and that's how oh yeah dead. I like the way he crosses his eyes when he dies. <laughs> he literally just like crosses everyone. it's like he's trying to like yeah. fuck up the movie by like I'm gonna make like the most intentional. I'm surprised like, he didn't stick out his tongue and say yeah. Oh, dude, they could have put a little fart sound in there, because that's the only thing that's really kind of missing. Oh, yeah, so uh, the green alien dude finds Peter and one of the other guys and shoots the other guy who dies. Yeah, Clancy Brown goes down. And, and then the green alien guy is about to <laughs> Peter, but then Hawk <laughs> swaggers up and is like, hey, I'm going to stand here for a couple seconds, so if you want to shoot me, uh... Go ahead right he now. Could have easily just she gets the drop on Green Alien guy. Could have shot him. But instead he has to announce his president. And instead of like he's already got his gun drawn. Mm -hmm. But like somehow a gun guy, even though he had his gun trained on Peter, he has more than enough time to turn his whole like rifle around, shoot Hawk through the chest, through the left side of the chest, I should point out, because the whole yes. rest of the movie after yes. that, it's the right side of his chest uh -huh. that has the wound. Mm -hmm. And so, and also, uh, and like everyone else who pretty much died instantly, Hawk gets shot right through the heart, but he's just kneeling, he's like, oh man, uh, son, I gotta have to, like, breathe real heavy for the last whole rest 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And so, I get, what, does Peter just drag him back to the Yeah, Peter ship? says, don't die, Hawk, and he's like, okay. So, um, <laughs> Whatever you say, kid. Uh, don't worry, all that matters is they get this shitty, shitty kid that's killed his entire crew back to this shitty corporation that everybody hates. God, and this is pretty much the end of the movie here. Ships like, are blown what? up. Who are yeah. they? I don't know. Do you know? No. Nobody Never knows. Never even an attempt to explain what's yeah. going on here. Something explodes. Another thing explodes. They're on the space station after all, I guess. This is very confusing. Oh, so they God. escape on this titty ship. Hawk's wound magically changes to the other side of his chest. And he tries to have a smoke, but he can't light it because he's dying. And it goes on forever <laughs> about him trying to... This whole thing, they reuse the same shot of him but trying to lift his hand, and then he gets tired and closes his eyes. And they, like, you see that same shot like three times in five minutes. Like, they're just dragging this out so long, and now Kid, I guess now he's piloting and shooting the ship. Uh -huh. And like, after five minutes, Hawk is finally like, hey... When Death well, Star shoots, yeah. it has to, like, open up a hole if you shoot the hole. It opens a hatch, and it's the only chance we have. We didn't steal that from any other movie. Also, Just to be clear, we did not. That is... Which is funny, because I saw a lot of people claiming this is a direct Star Wars ripoff. Other than the cantina, there's not been a lot taken yeah. directly from Star Wars, but of course, you have to do the thing where you have to d destroy the indestructible thing by shooting a very tiny yeah but like uh, that's also just like hilariously i know people make fun of the the exhaust shoot on the death star but the fact that this death star ship can't shoot without randomly exposing a hole that 
If anyone does anything too, we'll automatically destroy the whole ship. That's a terrible... Like, are all ships like that in this universe? Like, why would you design a ship like that? But, and so, know. yeah, so... But Hawk, for the next Hawk says he'll be damned if it's the corporation ship that's gonna kill him. Nah, my dude, it's probably gonna be that gaping hole in your chest that's gonna the kill you. That gaping hole? Because you couldn't shoot the fucking green guy before he started talking. <laughs> yeah, you fucking mm -hmm. dingus. Tension uh, builds, I think, is the emotion that they're going it's for. It's supposed to, but, like, it just Peter rolls showing... his, Peter rolls his trackball. Hawk tells him, oh, you gotta fly, kiddo. You gotta. So he gives him the controls and is like, well, you're on your own, loser. You know what would have made the end of Star Wars so much better would mm -hmm. be if instead of Luke Skywalker being on his own, if uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi was in his cockpit slowly dying for ten minutes the whole time <laughs> and yeah. constantly just like, hey, Sit on my Luke. Sit on uh, my lap, Luke. Take over the controls. Also, if Luke spent the whole time saying, I can't do this! It's not like the rocks! Because that's what the mm -hmm. kid's doing that shit again, too. Mm -hmm. And, like, the guy's just, like, dying. It just goes on forever. And finally, yeah. the kid just does it and actually blows yeah. up the ship. Like, it's yep. it's not even, like... Okay, it just And he just says, happens. Hawk, we got him! But Hawk isn't responding. He's dead. Very sad. But then Peter runs to a closet and finds a first aid kit or whatever. Just <laughs> What just, is this thing? Just in time to jab the corpse with some kind of suction thing right on top of the, the, the Crayola paint I mean, that they put on his one, chest. There's one actually I thought was kind of interesting thing where he like he pulls out. I don't know if this is like the same suction kit they were trying to save one of the early crew members with. But like it's like a suction nozzle. It really looks like a penis enlarger. Fucking, mm -hmm. uh, uh, fucking Austin Powers penis, uh, switch penis and larger is, is actually what their entire medical supply kit is made out of. But, like, the kid, like, he has to disassemble thing and the whole thing and reassemble it with, like, this glowing blue pot of stuff. Which I thought that was actually kind of, because that seems to actually be a complicated thing he has to break down and put back together, like, on camera. I thought that was actually a cool bit of direction. But it's still in service of this long, way long, overwinded deaths. Well, and I guess he's not that, th I guess he no. sucks... Hawk's nipple for long <laughs> enough that Hawk stays alive long enough to land the ship and let the kid out, I guess? Yeah, oh, oh, kid, you knew that I couldn't leave this mortal earth without when somebody's sucking on my nipple. Oh, my man milk's about to come out now, yeah. Yeah, so Hawk says, let's go home. And they smile and they go back to the desolate barren planet made out of nothing but farts and rocks, yay. Peter so I guess that is the same planet that, like, they picked up Peter up from, I, I guess? I guess so. So Peter okay. tries to push the button that says engine shutdown, but Hawk won't let him. He opens the door instead and says, so long, soldier. This is all very touching. The kid leaves. Hawk closes the door, flies away as Peter looks at his important ring that he has and starts to walk home, I guess, with bushes and trees uh, in the distance, is... even though he's never seen those before? I don't know, the end. Well, that's the confusing thing, because, uh, I, like, watching, rewatching it now, some of the stock footage of the titty ship flying back towards the planet, it's flying mm -hmm. through a bunch of red rocks, which are the same yes. red rocks it was flying through to get out away from the home So, yes. which does suggest that it's his home planet, but, yeah, also his home planet, like, it's, it's also really weird editing at the very last thing, because you see... He's like on the top of Vasquez Rocks, which showed up in Star Trek and Bill and Ted, uh, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey and stuff like that. And he's on top of Vasquez Rocks, and then suddenly the camera cuts away. Now he's suddenly at the foot of Vasquez Rocks, and he walks away uh, on the road right to the spot where Bill and Ted got killed in Bill and Ted's Bo Bogus Journey, and the credits start to roll, and that's it. That oh, which it's ironic that like there'd be footage of Bill and Ted's death spot as Stephen Herrick's name, who directed the first Bill and Ted movie rolls up over it so it's kind of like it's poetry right 
and that's Space Raiders. Now you are legally allowed to punch me in the face the next time we see each other because I made you watch Space Raiders. <laughs> Talk about it for 90 minutes. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's not good. No, it's then there's sick. Imagine, imagine how bad Battle Beyond the Stars is that after I watched this, I watched Battle Beyond the Stars and I was like, oh my god, Battle Beyond the Stars. This makes fucking the Space Raiders look like fucking Citizen Kane. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the cool thing, the only cool thing in Space Raiders, aside from the titty ship, which Space Raiders has anyway, <laughs> George Papard has a belt buckle that's like, that, that has a drinks dispenser in it. All along mm. with an ice crusher, ice dispenser, this, in it, which that's cool. I, I went to look at the trivia and goof stuff on IMDb. Oh, I didn't even and bother to look. What is there? Exist. There's oh, really? nothing. I mean, the goofs. There's two goofs, and one of them is the is his wound changes from one oh, side really? to the other. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. And that's it. And there's like five pieces of trivia, maybe, on there. What? That's this is the rare eighties. Nobody gives a shit about I've this never movie. even heard of. Like especially because no. I've heard of most like, of the Corman stuff. I just sent you a link to the poster of it. Why is there a Chewbacca on the poster of this? There's no Chewbacca in this What film. is this? Oh my god. What? <laughs> what is that guy? There is an... You know what? I wouldn't be a bit surprised if there's like one dude in the cantina that looked like something like... Also, look at the spaceship! This is like the... Like, yeah, you found a... It looks like it's a Polish or something. Uh, if you click uh, the right button, there's an English version of it. Uh, yeah, the what you showed me, it's called Space Riders. Kosminzinski, Najdzinski, Equitis, Patnaka, Tworkov, Jinjitjif, Wuchin. Nailed it. From It's from Neptune Home Video. Yeah. So, yeah, that is... He's ten years old, and they've taken him ten million miles into <gasps> space. Uh, is this better or worse than, like, the last Starfighter? Worse. Okay. I mean, the last. <laughs> at least the last Starfighter had some poop aliens you could laugh at. <laughs> That's true. It did have uh, Music Man, but yeah, Space Raiders. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks to COVID and Shout Factory and Red Letter <laughs> Media for tricking me into doing an episode about this. Oh god, I do feel better now that I've taken a shit that is Space Raiders and ex excised it from my body. I thought the like like I said, I th I thought there was gonna be more satirical stuff like with this like the 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 voiceover at the start with the the guy in the intercom being like nash the corporate meeting will be if they had more humor about the corporation stuff like that like if they would made the corporation more entertaining and if the movie had a better editor i think mm -hmm. it could have been it would actually be kind of like a little bit of a i don't want to say like a lost gem or anything like that but it would actually be kind of a cute little cult film but as it is, I can appreciate what they were trying to go for, but they totally fucked up. But yeah, yeah, what you gonna do? That's space what are you gonna do? I don't know, man. But what are What are we gonna do next? What are we gonna do next? Next time, we're gonna be talking about two Disney projects. Oh no! On One episode? Yeah, we already recorded it, Bill. Wait. Wait, no, wait, what's what's the next episode going live? Wait, what? Okay, We're, okay, this is going to take a little... What? Wait, is it? Or did we do that one? No, we just... We, no, because, okay, week. as we're recording this, X-Men just went live, which is a Bill yes. episode. Oh, okay. And so yes. the next episode after... Okay, so this... Oh, after Space this. Raiders... Yes. Okay, so this okay, should be airing... I got confused. Correct. Okay, yeah. so you need so to come the up with next a new project. Ne yes, next time is... Well, I already know what it is. Because oh, shit. Is it yeah. going to be fucking Meatballs? What? No, it's worse Me than that. 
No, it's the meatballs because they eat the meatballs. Oh yes, I thought you meant literal me the movie meatballs. Uh, you want to do meatballs? Well, actually, Hell come on, no. say you I've know what? I've seen meatballs and I meatballs it, snuck. I yeah, saw I, meatballs I watched it, four with the alien in it. I watched it at a girl I dated's house, and the guy oh, who really? put it on, it was like his favorite movie ever. He was laughing till he was red in the face oh, during it, Jesus. and I was sitting there like. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of those 80s comedies. I mean, we just talked about a shitty 80s science fiction movie, but a lot of those 80s comedies do not hold. We did fucking... What's the golf one that we watched? And we were Caddyshack. like, really? People... Yeah, Caddyshack. We were like, really? People trick off to this shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still still probably need to do Animal House someday. No, but you really no. don't. No. Fucking Christ. We've done enough John Landis. Yeah... We can only make him murdering children jokes so many times. Actually, <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's not thing. true. What you can make fun of that about? forever. God, yeah. did we ever do Stripes? Because that's boring no. as shit, too. No. It's got its moments. It's got John Candy, so it can't be totally terrible. But mm. but yeah, so yeah, you say it. I don't want to say it. I don't, ah, man. It's, it's like a vampire saying <laughs> the name of Jesus Christ. I don't want to even I say mean, the it's word. A, thankfully, it's only a hundred, one hour, 18 minutes. It is like one of those Disney movies that's so short it barely... Con like It almost legally is not even a, an actual feature film, but... but we're gonna, yeah. well, I guess we're going to have to talk about Lady and the Tramp, because... I mean... Fucking Lady and the Tramp. Is that going to be the worst Disney and ma major animated feature we talk about? In terms of... Like, I, the can the great Disney canon of all time, great classics. I guess it's either that or Dumbo. It, it's got to be one of the two. Well, we're not talking about Dumbo because it wasn't on. The, I know the through the decades. So yeah, I, one time we got to eat our vegetables. I guess we managed to skip over Dumbo because it wasn't in Disney through the decades when we got to that part of the the, the lineage. But yeah, now we got to talk about for that fucking dog shit fucking class warfare, but with dogs. <sighs> class warfare, but with dogs and forced breeding and racist Chinese shit and just like <laughs> the fuck mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Fucking at least neither of us like it at least one of us isn't like no I like it I like, the I like the song when all the dogs are very very sad <laughs> and the pound and are gonna die also the slow white whore dog mm -hmm. ooh I don't like that character design cause she's all like I'm a slut dog and I'm like um, no I don't want to think about slut dogs, mm -hmm. especially in contrast to the prim and proper main female dog. What is her name? Lady? Is that why it's Lady and yeah. the Tramp? Is yeah. his name Tramp? Yeah. Fucking Lady and the Tramp. Fuck this movie. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, we'll bitch Fuck it like he least... fucks her so she gets loose puppies at the end. <sighs> he kills the rat. It's great. Yeah. Oh, does she? No, oh, because she protects the... Oh, yeah, he protects that's how the they, baby, that's how but they, they don't realize the it right away. And yeah. that's how they realize that Tramp's cool, and they're like, they yeah. protect the man-child. <laughs> oh, God, I hate this movie. We're yeah, talking about it next a... week. Yeah. I literally have to shit again. Yeah, the oh. Lady Tramp will do that. Oh, I can feel my bowels. Would, would you rather watch Late? I'm not giving you this option. I'm just asking I know, you but question. yeah, we're talking about Would you rather watch like... Lady and the Tramp or Lady and the Tramp 2 Scamp's Adventure? At least that would be something new. I would be surprised by the... Because I know what happens in Lady and the Tramp. I... Lady and the Tramp's mischievous pump, Scamp, is always in the doghouse. I mean, there's Now, a an reason... itch for freedom oh, sends him on the ultimate adventure with the junkyard dog, Scamp. a notorious pack. Will he choose the collar-free life or be pampered the one he had at home? Is that one of the Disney directed video sequels they made like yeah. 30 years later in like 2002? Yeah, yeah it's from yeah. 2001. Jeez, that's funny that I actually almost got the date right. Yeah. Hey, would you rather uh, watch Lady and the Tramp or the live act, quote unquote, live action Lady and the Tramp? 
Oh god, they did that right. Yeah. I'm by live in action 90% CGI, but like, oh, mm-hmm. nuts. Again, that would be kind of interesting just to see how they pull that off. Mm-hmm. Like, just to see how bad the CGI is, but like, I mean, I that, and also just to see what they do with like the, the fucking Siamese cat. Oh, oh it was a cat, because that's the whole point, Siamese twins. So, oh, fucking noodle. Yeah, so, yeah, it's Lady in the Tramp. I mean, at least once we get over that hill, we can't ever talk about another Disney major, major anime classic that could be that bad. Unless yeah. we get to, like... If we make it all the way to the 80s, I hate Oliver and Company with a burning passion. I've never seen Oliver and Company. Mm-hmm. But that's the only other movie... Well, no, there's, like, The Rescuers. Rescuers I mean, well, fine. But I don't even consider, like... The, but even stuff like The Rescuers or... I don't know, Dal- one, I've never been a big fan of 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, but it's fine. Yeah. At least well, at least 121 Dalmatians has great character design. Yeah. I love like the those the the two humans in that are like Yeah. Um yeah. I yeah, don't like the Aristocats, but I don't hate yeah, exactly. it. Like, I hate yeah. um, Lady in the Tramp. Rescuers down under. Rescuers is fine. Is, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to think of, like, the lesser of the Disney animated canon that would be potentially in our paths. But yeah, no, I, I've heard people go to bat for Down Under, too, which is interesting, because, like, I've never heard anything truly bad about it, but the one tr- bit of trivia I know about that is that... Oh, Fox and the Hound. Fox. That is that a be it. bad... That might be it. ...fucking terrible movie. That, we it might, might not be even, Lady and the Tramp and Fox and the Hound. We might not even turns. do it. I hate that movie so much. Yeah. Because we already did the Black Cauldron, and that's supposed mm. to be the big turd yeah. in the Disney canon outside of, like... Well, other people do consider Dumbo and Lady and the Tramp classics, but we definitely don't. But... Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, God, my asshole's just clenched <laughs> tight shut. <laughs> oh, Lady and the Tramp. Oh. Not looking forward to it. No. Yeah. Well, all right. But well, hey, we'll, I... get it, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get it out of the way, and we'll talk about better stuff in the future. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yes! Space Raiders. It's a bad movie. <laughs> it is not uh, a good movie. It is no. bad. I, I guess, like I it, guess, though, yeah. I, I guess it's okay if you watch something way worse than it beforehand. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, do that first. Watch some Neil Breed and then watch Space Raiders, and you'll be like, you know, Space That's Raiders the terrible is not thing that bad. It was actually watching <laughs> Battle Beyond the Stars, yeah, in retrospect now, I didn't even consider how that, like, had twisted, like, <laughs> yeah, if I'd watched Space Raiders by itself, I would've been, eh. But it was actually following it up with a worse movie that made me go, Space Raiders is, 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 an, is an unknown cult classic. We should talk about that. So I, yeah, yeah I tricked myself there, so. Yeah. Okay, oh, we should go. He, he's wondering on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Target Podcast on Twitter. TargetPodcast.com. All that stuff. Shares. Well, whatever, I guess. This is Disney. You know, next time it's going to be more Disney. This time it was some Roger Corman bullshit, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, they don't say anything important enough to use as a tagline out of this movie. No, it's just yeah. like the credits start to roll. Like, like this yeah. is you getting in your spaceship, and I'm looking up, and you're just flying away. It's only the credits start to roll, and then I guess I walk home. I guess. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. He walks oh, okay. home to see his dad that didn't seem to give too much of a care yeah, about so what, his son being. What the hell's that reunion gonna look like? Yeah. Yeah gonna come in and his dad's already got a new son he's like oh i thought i thought um i replaced oh, you with uh-oh. a robot child <laughs> yeah he doesn't run away he actually loves me he's actually pretty cool yeah yeah all right well 
We'll see you guys next week. We'll be back. Get out of here. Suckers. <laughs> okay, take care, guys.